I'm Fraukagalia, and this is An Aromatic Life. Today we're going to talk about passion. That's right, passion. Did you have a passion for something at an early age that you nurtured into something really meaningful? You know, where you grew it into something that's brought you real joy in your life? Well, if you haven't, I hope my guest today will be your inspiration, because he did just that. In fact, he did it with fragrance, which means he's the perfect person to speak to here on An Aromatic Life, right? I sat down with Glenn Davis, you might know him as Mr. Cologne 76, to talk about taking a lifelong passion for fragrance and harnessing it to create a unique voice and community around scent. To be clear, I didn't want to sit down and have the usual conversation, you know, about the fragrances themselves. Nope, if you know me, I always come at it from the perspective of the person, which means you're going to get a more personal side of Glenn. We talked a lot about smelling, including what memorable scents he's experienced throughout his life. He's got some wonderful scent memories to share. And he talks about the one special person who got him hooked on fragrances at a really early age. Glenn will explain what path led him to take his personal passion for fragrance and turn it into a leading, credible, and trusted voice in the fragrance community. You're going to get tips on how to evaluate fragrances, how to approach new, unfamiliar scents, Yes, it's about being open-minded and how to evolve your scent preferences with time. So let me tell you a little bit more about Glenn. Glenn Davis, also known as Mr. Cologne 76, is a fragrance connoisseur and brand ambassador for the perfume industry who connects fragrance enthusiasts with emerging and established brands. An Instagram savant, he provides his Instagram community of over 35,000 with well-curated photos, analyses of perfume notes, and interviews with industry professionals through his two groundbreaking programs, Scent Provoking Sunday and Center Stage. Glenn has served as a guest contributor and social media representative at perfume trade shows for esteemed online blogs like Caflorbon, and was a guest speaker at the 2020 Experimental Scent Summit hosted by the Institute for Art and Olfaction and Smell Lab. When he's not inspiring the world to have a good smelling day, Glenn is a U.S. Navy veteran who works as a para-operative nurse. We talked about that as well. So let's get started. Enjoy my conversation with Glenn Davis. Hey, Glenn. Welcome to An Aromatic Life. Thank you for having me. It's it's a real treat to sit on the other side of the table, so to speak. So I really, really appreciate the opportunity to come on and share some of my thoughts. Oh, excellent. Now, I can't wait to talk to you because I've been wanting to have you on because you have such an incredible perspective on all things scent, for sure. But I want to get your perspective on the smelling side of things, too. So as we'll talk all about that. But um, I want to start with a simple question, actually. Just a sure. basic question that I like to ask my guests at the beginning is when I talk about the word sense of smell, what meaning does that have for you? Um, because of my profession as a nurse, um, I take the sense of smell literally. I, I think about what those molecules are doing in terms of creating a neural impulse in the brain and how the brain is interpreting that and how the brain is categorizing that. So it's really, really literal for me just because of the nature of my work. Oh, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting that at all. I thought it was going to be some touchy-feely thing, but it was very, 
It was a very literal said, very interesting. Okay, and we'll get into that a little bit more because I do want to ask you about your your nursing. But I want to start kind of at the beginning because you have a really sure. wonderful life journey, a life story that I want our listeners to hear about. So I thought we could kind of start at the beginning and I might interject here and there to ask you a few questions about the smelling aspect, but could you give us um, a little background on you and where you were born, kind of the places you've lived and where you are now? Sure. Um, I hope, let's see if I can summarize (laughs) quickly. So I grew up in, I was born and raised in Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean. Um, most people have heard of the Caribbean and most people have met someone from Trinidad. So Trinidad, because of our history, the history of the island, it's a very cosmopolitan uh, country. Our population is very, very diverse. There's, you know, African heritage, uh, Indian heritage, Chinese, um, and different colonial nations. So our cuisines our you know religious practices they're all very diverse with their own set of smells and tastes so i was always attuned to the sense of smell as a very little boy my family we we lived on i lived on a farm i grew up on a farm my parents were nurses and as you could imagine the farm life came with its own set of smells tell me what did it smell like um we we raise pigs and chickens um chickens new chickens have a smell the sawdust we would go to the the sawmill and the shavings from when they would you know cut up lumber my dad would buy that by the bags at home and we would open those bags and we would spread that for for chickens for little chick baby chickens so whatever type of wood they were cutting up, you know, you, you got that aroma right off the back, yeah. all right? So you had that smell, you had the smell of, of baby chickens, and then you had the smell of the feed, believe yeah. it or not. Good animal food has its smell. And then the downside is the ammonia that would build up. So the chickens, you know, they use the bathroom on the sawdust. And we would have to go and kind of just turn the sawdust from time to time. And when it got to a point where that sawdust needed to be changed, it would smell like I'm talking the the neighborhood, you know, the village. Uh, We weren't the only people that did farming. So then we had pigs. Um, Pigs are their own aroma. Yeah. And if you even walk through the farm, you would get that smell on you. Wow. So we had to constantly disinfect the, the, the pig pens to, to keep that smell down. And, and you would know, you would know when it was like, All right, yeah, it's, yeah, we need to disinfect the farm. Okay. So I mean, you probably got used to the smell after a while, right? Living on you, a you, farm. You, you get used to it, but you know, we, we had neighbors, so you have to be, <laughs> yeah. you, you have to be cognizant. So, you know, I lived in Trinidad until I was 17 and then my parents wanted to, you know, migrate to the, to the United States. So we moved to New York and I, this, I was 17 years old. I went straight into college. I did nursing school and then I joined the Navy six years later in 1998. Joined the Navy um, and then I ended up living overseas. I lived in Hawaii, I lived in Japan 
and I lived in Spain for three years, so my last I, three I, years. I have to ask you, so tell me about some of those smells. Can you think of any smells in those different places that you yes. remember that are yes. distinct? Yeah. Yes. Um, Hawaii. Hawaii? Okay. I lived in Hawaii. I lived in on Oahu for three years. So what happens when you get into Hawaii, the, you know, they would greet you in the airport with a lei, which is a string of flowers that are very highly fragrant. That's true. Yes. So to this day, if I smell gardenia, I smell tuberose, those fragrances take me back to Hawaii because my first time becoming aware of gardenia was in Hawaii. I didn't know what, I knew what it was, but I just didn't know what it really was. If that right, makes right. Sense. Nice. So, yeah. So, you know. Japan too, you were in, you said? I spent some time in Japan, not a whole lot of time. I was mostly there for training. So I, I can't really say that there were any smells associated with okay. Japan. Okay. But then I lived in Spain and Spain. there are definitely smells associated with Spain. Um, wine, developed an appreciation for wine while living in Spain. Yes. Their culture is very um, rooted in wine. Uh, kids drink wine from a very young age. You have wine with, you know, just going on to dinner. Sangria is very, very popular in, in, in that part of Spain. I was in the south of Spain, all the way down uh, on the coast. So paella. Oh, yeah. Yum. Yeah, Very you know, yeah. Um, there was another drink called gazpacho that's tomato-based. Yes, a, a cold soup, a cold yes. soup. Yes, yes. So those um, those smells definitely um, take me back to uh, to Spain. And 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 one of the things that I had the pleasure of experiencing in Spain is in in Andalusia in Cadiz. Each village would have a feria, it's a fair, and it would rotate from village to village. And they served sangria and gazpacho <laughs> and paella. So those smells take me back to the flamenco music and the flamenco dance. Yes, so nice. You know, so there are some really, really fond memories associated with my time there in Spain. Wonderful, wonderful. Isn't it great how you can just, by just, having some experiences now today mm -hmm. uh, that remind you of something in the past they can take you back there immediately and it's just absolutely your, your sense of smell it can just take you transport you right back to that time so yeah so great so great yeah cool well, um so i got out of spain i got out of the military i relocated to new york kind of just to regroup and then i moved to texas in 2008 and i've been in dallas ever since okay so and that's where I am. And you're a practicing nurse. Correct. Okay. So let's, I, I want to talk about that because you're two things actually to me. You're, you're, you're a nurse and you're also a, a fragrance influencer, I'm going to call you, even though you, you know, you guys like to say fragrance reviewer or I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And it's, it's fine. I, I have, uh, I have learned to embrace that term. <laughs> so yes, um, you know, there are different aspects to being a fragrance uh, influencer. But I think at the end of the day, most, if not all, my activities are, you know, result in influencing, you know, whether or not I'm just introducing a new fragrance or I'm saying, I like this fragrance. I think you should smell. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a common theme between the two. So mm -hmm. I, 
I want to touch on both of those separately first, and then we'll see sure. where the, the common thread is. I think maybe you'll find the same common thread that I found um, when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So um, you're a nurse by profession, first of all, and I want to thank you so much for all that you do. I know it's been an incredibly tough year, the last year, so I can't imagine what you've seen and what you've experienced. Really just want to thank you for all that you've done. You're welcome. It's been hard, I think, probably, right? Yes, <laughs> um, yes. And it actually made me think about something because I read a quote recently by chance. I don't know if it was serendipitous because we were going to be talking, but I read a quote from poet Maya Angelou mm -hmm. and she said something really great that I wanted to share with you as a nurse. She wrote, or she said in this quote, as a nurse, we have the opportunity to heal the mind, soul, heart, and body of our patients, their families, and ourselves. They may forget your name, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And I think that's just so powerful because I, when I think of nursing, I do think about feeling and the emotional side of things. Yes. How do you see nursing? Um, for me, the word that sums up that feeling that you're talking about or what Maya Angelou was referring to, the word is safe. Safe, I like that. The word is safe. Everything I do at work is geared towards keeping my patients safe. Yeah, making them, but you're making them feel safe too. Absolutely. Not just Absolutely. physically, you know, keeping them safe, <laughs> yes. but also emotionally or mentally keeping them Absolutely. safe. Absolutely. I have to put on that hat on a regular basis. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's definitely, because for me, yeah, that's the first thing I think of when I see a nurse, I'm like, oh, thank God the nurse is here because I, I know the nurse will take care of me. Yeah. Doctors come in and out, <laughs> but the nurses are always there. Yeah. Um, so I remember you telling me that you wear fragrance to work. Is that every correct? Every single day. Every, every single day. Every single day. I love that. <laughs> and so how do your coworkers or even your patients, how do they respond to the scents that you wear every day? Do you have any anecdotal <laughs> stories or yes. to share? Um, yes. So I, I work in surgery. And, okay. you know, my patients are not awake for a long time. Typically, if I get an hour with a patient awake, that's a lot on any okay. given day. But there has been, there have been so many occasions where I come in to talk to my patient, to interview my patient before surgery. And they're like, excuse me, what are you wearing? It smells really good. Wow. So okay immediately okay yes so that happens quite regularly if not the patient then family members are commenting i've had family members you know ask me on the spot what i was wearing so they can get on their phone and, and look it up and, <laughs> wow. and and the same thing with patients the 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 most the most interesting thing is when a patient goes to sleep and the first thing they say when they wake up is, where is that good smelling nurse? Oh, I love that. Yeah, true story. Not where is the nurse that took care of me? Where is that good smelling nurse? And the last part of my role, because I'm a surgical nurse, is taking that patient to the post-anesthesia care unit. And oftentimes I'm in front, so they're walking through my triage and you know, it's kind of the same thing, you know, I'm so 
nurse was smelling good. So Aww. that has been the majority of feedback I've gotten from patients. Now, the staff, everywhere I've worked, and that includes, uh, you know, my first jobs ever to my time in the military to now, I have been, be, you know, been known for, to be that person that people want to be around. Oh, good. I get to work with Glenn today. At least it's going to smell great. <laughs> That's great. I love that. That is my reality. That okay. is my reality. People will come by sometimes just to smell me. Um, hey, I just came by to smell you. That's a reality at my job. Very nice. I feel like you're almost providing aromatherapy for these patients. You know, you know, the hospital has a lot of bad smells, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's mostly a sterile environment, but, but mm -hmm. a lot of hospitals have a certain smell. I'm immune to that smell because I've worked in hospitals for over 20 years. Right. But most people will tell you they, they don't like the smell of hospitals. So when I'm able to provide an alternative to that smell that they associate with a bad time in their life, yeah, it brings me joy. That's wonderful. I actually associate hospitals with bad smells, unfortunately. I mean, I don't, luckily, I don't go into them very often for mm -hmm. personal reasons, but um, when I do go into a hospital, yeah, it has a very distinct, mm -hmm. sometimes a sterile smell on a good day. But it, you know, it has a very, very hard to describe smell, but it has a very distinct yeah. smell that's not always yeah. very pleasant. And, and people, you know, they make that association with that smell and then they don't want to go into a hospital. <laughs> exactly. Memory. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what a great thing that you're providing. So let's get into the fragrance influencer side of things. So you are incredibly successful as a fragrance influencer. There might be many people on this podcast who don't know you. Many people will, but there will be some that don't know you who will get to know you, which is great. And you're known as Mr. Cologne and your following just keeps growing. I think you're primarily focused on Instagram, but you're starting to Correct. do more on YouTube now as well, right? Co Correct. I am, I am trying to be more present on YouTube, but uh, full-time profession as a nurse, a family, uh, the amount of time I spend on Instagram, it's a delicate balance. Can you tell me the first time you got interested in fragrances? Sure. I, I credit my dad with my interest in fragrances. Yeah. Um, he, he always smelled good. He always smelled good. Um, my earliest memories of dad is um, his smell. Okay. And, and one day in, in the village that I grew up in, we, we gave a neighbor a ride because not everybody had cars in the village I grew up in. That's okay. what it was back in you know late 70s, early 80s. And he, the neighbor, the person he gave a ride to complimented his fragrance. And he jokingly said, um, you know, I might not always look good, but I always smell good. I love that. And, you know, I'm, I'm riding in the back and I'm just like listening to this and it, it planted a seed. It planted a seed for me. So I started uh, sneaking a little spray of his cologne ah, whenever I could. Do you remember what he's wearing? Yeah, back then he wore Yardley's Gold. Okay, okay. And this other fragrance called Trouble by a company called Menin. 
M-E-N-N-I-N-G. So those were his two signature fragrances back then. And I started wearing it. He eventually moved on to like Corum and Cool Water and Jakar. And I would wear whatever dad had. Well, at some point, at some point, I think my grandfather gave me a bottle of Brut in a green bottle. Yes. The plastic bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't shaving. I was still a kid and this was aftershave, but I would still splash it on. I was still splashing on my clean face. And um, that was kind of the start of my, you know, wanting to always smell good. Yeah, that's so great. I think it's, it's so interesting that you started so young and Mm -hmm. just being inspired by your dad, because a lot of kids can be busy with a lot of other stuff and they don't necessarily think about exactly so I exactly it's really wonderful that you had that does your son have that you know for a moment uh, for a moment he was interested in fragrances and he has a good nose okay but because he wasn't getting any compliments from his classmates because no one was saying anything it suddenly became a waste of his time uh, and because he wasn't getting that feedback he just kind of fell off and you know, I almost have to like talk him into like putting something on. And, you know, the last year we've had COVID. So he's been doing online schooling, you know, so, sure. you know, there's been a lot of growth in the last year, but he's not going. He's not you know, socializing. Yeah. He's not socializing. And, you know, I've had him on a few of my, you know, my Instagram live sessions and he has a pretty good nose and the vocabulary to describe fragrances. Oh, it's so great. I mean, if he can start that early. Yeah. Because nobody teaches you that ever. Unfortunately not. Yes. So just talking about scent and smelling is going to go a long way for him. It's great. Yes. So, yeah. Wonderful. What was your path to becoming a fragrance reviewer and what led you down this path? I mean, how did you end up getting into this? Yeah. So the first, the first seed was planted. Um, it, it was about 2016. I was visiting a friend and he was staying at another friend's place and i went there and there were stacks of tennis shoes all over this house and and there were skateboards like bolted to the ceiling and there were skateboards that were autographed i was like what is this like this well this guy was a professional skateboarder and he was on youtube and companies were just sending him you know skateboards to get into his videos tennis shoes and I was like huh wouldn't it be crazy if one day I could do the same thing with fragrances so that was a seed that was just a seed so I got on YouTube uh sorry Instagram sort of reluctantly because I was a little bit despondent with social media Yeah, yeah Facebook uh the fragrance space on Facebook became a bit toxic you had a lot of group think And I got off of Facebook and I got on Instagram because I was like, all right, I'll just post pictures of my dog, pictures of whatever I ate. And a lot of it was perfumes because I had a lot of perfumes. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was going, you know, buck wild in the niche perfume space because I only really got into niche perfumery, like around 2007, 2008. So I had tons of designer fragrances. So when I discovered the world of niche perfume, I packed up almost all my designer fragrances and gave it to my dad and my brother. And I started rebuilding a collection. 
So one of my friends, she's a she's a, a, a professor in in uh, in Seattle. She's a like a business professor. And one day I had a conversation with her, totally unrelated. And she said to me, she said, Glenn, you're you're building quite a following on Instagram just for someone that's doing it casually. But you're not really connecting with your audience. I bet you if you connected with your audience, you would build an even bigger following. Interesting. Yeah. So that was the first catalyst. And that sent me searching, well, how do you connect to, you know, how do you connect an audience? Well, uh, YouTube. And, you know, I started learning and I started being more purposeful. And I just started innovating. I did things on YouTube, and uh, sorry, Instagram that I truly believe, you know, in the perfume space, um, I started. And the rest thing you see now is as a result of me continuing to work and continuing to educate myself on, you know, not only perfumes, but, you know, how to write properly, how to, you know, how to write captions that, you know, that really connect with people, um, you know, get, learning how to edit videos, learning how to make graphics. I do everything myself. Wow. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily think I'm super creative, but I had to learn a lot of this. But you know what I get out of, um, you know, following you and being connected with you? I, I truly get a sense, again, this word feeling is going to come up. It's going to be a common I'm, I'm cool It's all it. about feeling. I'm telling yeah. you, <laughs> Mr. Feel. Um, but um, it's all about the, you, you're able to feel the pulse of the people who are connecting with you. And, and, yes. and they, so you feel them and I think they feel you. And I think that's what gives this continuous connection. It's not this... Yeah oh, one-off, I'm going to see what Mr. Cologne has to say. I'm going to, no, I'm going to keep listening to what he has to say. And I'm really interested in learning, oh, he likes this, you know, fragrance, or he yeah. says this about that. So I, I, I really feel there's a, I really feel, <laughs> no pun intended, I feel there's a, there's a feeling aspect that you bring to it that I, I don't think you realized you were doing at the beginning, right? Well, um, you know, it's funny you say that. My, my goal in the beginning was simply to connect with my audience. And I'll, I'll tell you a little secret. So when I started gaining momentum and building an audience and, you know, started looking at myself as an influencer, I stumbled upon this video on YouTube that, you know, encouraged people like myself to craft an email and reach out to companies, you know, try to get product. So I put together this email according to their guidelines on this YouTube video. And I started reaching out to companies and they started telling me no. Wow. So I was like, wow, that's that's kind of like, okay, no worries. I'm gonna change, I'm gonna change the game, so to speak. I'm gonna focus solely on connecting with people and creating content. And I drilled down on that. I read books, I listened to YouTube articles, I listened to podcasts, and companies started reaching out to me. Very interesting. Companies started reaching out to me. So rarely, rarely do I ever reach out to a company. If I do, it's because a bunch of people have told me, Glenn, you need to check this company out. Okay. But companies reach out to me now. Okay. And it was, 
thankfully, because of my initial experiences, I'm so thankful that that happened because I can never be lumped into the category of, you know, reviewers that pester companies because there's a there's a connotation with the word influencer. I know. That's why I was afraid to say it. Sorry. No, but I was trying to say it in the right yeah, way, in the nice yeah, way. No, and it's okay. And it's okay because <laughs> because I've realized that, you know, my truth is my truth. And I've always been about uh, connecting with and building my community and everything else that's landed in my lap literally has happened because of my intentions. So yeah, rarely do I ever reach out to a company. Rarely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to ask you, so from all that you've observed in all these years, why do you think people love fragrances? That's a really good question. And I I wrote a couple of notes down on that. Um, One, I think at a really, really elementary level, people just want to smell good. So that's one reason why. For others, do you think they want to smell good for others or for themselves? Yeah, yeah, for for both. For both, both. okay. Yeah, so just, you know, uh, maybe to mask odors, you know, uh, to smell like something. So that's one reason. And then I think people wear fragrances to attract a mate. Yes, definitely. That's a big part of uh, fragrance, you know, obsession, so to speak. And another part of why people are infatuated with fragrances are cultural. You know, your dad and your grandfather wore fragrances or your mom wore fragrances all her life. You you are used to seeing a dresser full of fragrances. So you, you know, culturally, you're like, well, you're supposed to wear fragrances. Interesting, um, that's true, yes. You know, and I felt like- So did people in Trinidad wear a lot of fragrances when you were growing up, other than your dad? I, like, was it popular to know, wear? You know, I, I wanna say no. I okay. wanna say no. I And unfortunately, you know, my dad is gone. I, I never did ask him where his, I never did ask my dad where his infatuation with fragrances came. Yeah. Maybe, maybe my mom will tell me. I'll ask her. <laughs> yeah, ask her. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I think those are the reasons uh, why people people wear fragrances to smell good. Um, okay, there there are two other reasons I had written down. You get to a certain level when you've smelt and worn a significant amount of fragrances where you start looking at fragrances as art. Mm, Yes. So I consume art by wearing fragrances because you can't appreciate them when they're in a bottle. They're designed to be on the skin. So you have to put them on your skin to experience them. That's correct. So, so that is one aspect of why people wear fragrances. And lastly, spiritual. Um, for me, fragrances all 
have a vibration. When I describe fragrances, I often talk about the vibration of the fragrance. Yes. And there's a spiritual connection as to why, you know, certain fragrances uplift and certain fragrances, you know, create a sense of drama and certain fragrances are just like cheerful. So that's that spiritual connection. And those are the reasons I think people wear fragrances. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I also want to just mention to the listeners, one of the things that I love that you do is you truly believe that there is no gender in fragrance. That's one of your big mantras. It's all about just smelling it no matter who you are. Just don't put it in a box, right? Yeah, Tell exactly. me about that a little bit. Tell me about that. Uh, sure. That's a really, really dear story. That's a very dear story to me. So when I got introduced to niche perfume, when I discovered niche perfume, I was in a Facebook group and this lady she kind of paid attention to the comments and the, the fragrance I was posting. And she, she reached out to me one day and she said, you have a really, really good, you know, palette. You have really good taste. I can tell that you're new to the world of niche perfumes. I would like to send you some fragrances. Sure. I said, sure. <laughs> she sent me this package that had about 12 to 15 samples. And some of those fragrances I loved. Oh. But but they were advertised for women. Oh. So it, it was in that moment I realized that if I disregard marketing and gender stereotypes, I will enjoy a whole lot more. And when I wear these fragrances to work, no one has ever said, no one has ever said to me, well, you smell like, you know, a lady. They just usually say, you smell good. Oh, my God, what is that? Right. So that made me feel empowered to totally disregard the marketing. And as time went on, as I got more educated on perfume materials and you know compositions, one day I had an epiphany. I had a moment where I said, well, are apples for men or women? <laughs> Is vanilla for men or women? Yeah. Is sandalwood for men or women? And, and no one could ever answer that question. And I was like, I just wear what I like. I love that. That's yeah. hallelujah. That's what we should be doing is wearing yeah. things that we like. Yeah. The way we respond to it and how we feel. <laughs> exactly. We go back exactly. To feeling. <laughs> exactly. Our, our theme of this podcast. Um, so then let me ask you when, since, since you are obviously smelling all the time and you, you, you're reviewing fragrances, you're, you're connecting with, um, I wouldn't say customers because you're not selling fragrance, but when you're no. connecting with your audience, right? Mm -hmm. Who's listening to your advice. Um, when people smell a fragrance, deciding if they like it, how it makes them feel, what story it's trying to tell them, how do they, how should they approach a new scent? Because I think a lot of people get nervous. They get kind of scared to try something new. They just go for you know, they start with what my dad wore, what my mom mm -hmm. wore, and then they've been yeah. with that for years and years and years, and, and they never really explore and see what else is out there. So how would you yeah. tell people to approach um, um, exploring fragrances? That's a very good question. The biggest piece of advice I give to people is be open-minded. Be open-minded. If, if you're closed-minded, if you're too scared to try if you're, you know, you you have these preconceived notions about what a particular note is supposed to be, 
Um, if you're too locked in or tied to certain scent memories, it can really inhibit your olfactory development. So yeah. be open-minded. Sample. Get it on your skin. I agree. Sampling and getting it on your skin are so important. Yeah. One of my soapboxes on my platform is telling people to just get a discovery set. Not a get full a bottle right away. I mean, no. I know. Get a discovery set. Explore all the fragrances. A couple of things are going to happen. You will find the one that most resonates with you at that moment. But in the interim, you're getting exposed to other olfactive olfactory pyramids that you there might be new to you you may not yes. take a liking to them initially but as long as you keep exposing yourself to anything in life you will get more attuned to the subtle nuances it could be coffee wine whiskey perfumes yeah. so get discovery sets explore them put them on your skin and just you know just let the fragrances talk to you you know what? I, I love that because what I do when I get my discovery sets, I'll always find one in there that I love the most. And then the others, I'm always like, eh, they're okay. But then I'll go back to them on another day when my mood is different, when my whole composition, you know, it's just, everything is different, maybe in a different situation, circumstance. And suddenly I'll be like, no, this isn't so bad. Or I like it. Again, Absolutely. it's all about mood and how you're feeling at that moment. So you need to Absolutely. give a, a fragrance a chance, really. Yeah. And, and the truth is, this is one of the things I say, is like a fragrance is never going to smell the same way twice. No. It's, it's never going to smell the same way twice. I mean, when you think about it on a biological level and you smell a fragrance, those molecules, they form neural pathways. And your next time you're smelling it, you're building on what you, it's like if you read a book once, and you read it a second time. Yeah. You're going to absorb different information from that very same literature. Yeah. It's the same thing with a fragrance. So go back to those discovery sets, like you said, and, and explore them and, and don't have a closed mind. You know, oh, well, I'm not going to wear that because, you know, my mom wore something that smelled like that. You know, as long as you have an open mind, yeah. it, it can serve you well in the world of perfumery. Yeah, I agree. Um, what do you personally enjoy most about fragrances? I love the ability of a fragrance to evoke a memory. Yeah. It could be tied to, you know, a distant memory. It could be tied to another fragrance. It could be tied to the first time I experienced that fragrance. You know, that's what I love most about fragrances is, you know, what it does mentally without words. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? You don't have to speak and it does something. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a great connection. It's true. Well, while we're on it, tell me what technically you like about it. Sure. How does this, the notes play together? Yeah. Now in perfumery, you have, you can have, you know, synergy in a composition or you can have discord. Yes. Right. So sometimes perfumers put certain notes and uh, the discord is what creates the dynamic in the scent and it, and it goes over smoothly. I smell fragrances sometimes where I don't quite appreciate how that fragrance is constructed. Maybe it's off balance. Maybe there's a particular note that's just dominating the opening. So it just smells off balance. 
and that could change as the fragrance settles on the skin. So it's the balance, it's how it transitions from one phase of the development to the other. Is it smooth? You know, if you listen to classical music and as it goes through the song, it still has a nice harmony. Yes. You would probably never listen to a track that has classical music followed suddenly by heavy metal. Right. <laughs> Even if you appreciated both those genres of music, you probably wouldn't listen to a track that had one followed, you know, by the other. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing with a fragrance. So it's how it transitions and then how unique the smell is. You know, Dara, I smell a lot of perfumes. So when I smell something that, you know, smells like the notes belong together, it's creating a nice tune right yeah, nice vibration yeah. and it's novel then that's that's a plus but the last piece as well how is it gonna last exactly what does it smell like at at the two hour mark and my my good friend uh christophe laudemiel perfumer yes. christophe laudemiel he was the one that taught me that he said you know what is this fragrance doing at the two hour mark is a real good indicator of quality of the fragrance has it fallen flat on his face Yep. Or is it still shining? Yeah. It's like the personality of a, of a person, right? Does the person yeah. have inner strength or is it just a very superficial? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, so I think that is kind of my, you know, analysis of a fragrance in terms of if I'm, you know, evaluating a fragrance. That those are kind of the, the key elements that I look at. So you've witnessed more than your fair of share of illness and tragedy this past year, right? So how do you feel smelling has guided you and has helped you emotionally this past year? Um, it's, it's kind of in a roundabout way. Um, because of the community that I have developed, when I was at my lowest, when my father was dying and when he passed, I had this outpour of love and support that was unlike anything I could ever have imagined. Mm. So, you know, my, my community is, is really tied to me being able to smell fragrances and share my thoughts on them. So that is kind of how it, it came about. And then, you know, during that time, you know, fragrances were kind of like my little escape from the reality I was yeah, living. Yeah. You know, my, you know, we took care of my dad at home and, and I was very, very involved in, in, in taking care of him all the way to the end. And, you know, I did with, with, you know, I, I withdrew a little from, you know, the fragrance, you know, reviewing aspect of things, but I would still wear stuff and um, occasionally, you know, post something and, that was a little bit of an escape, if you will, from the reality that I was dealing with. And um, even towards the end, my dad would, we would still put perfume on him. Did you? I we love did. that. Yeah, you know, we would give him a bath and I would make sure and put, put some on him. So yeah. that was kind of symbolic for me because, you know, he's always been a good smelling man. And, you know, just because he was, you know, on his dying bed didn't mean that, you know, he, he didn't have to smell good. That That's was right. still, that was still, you know, what one was the of the motto things. Again? Say just, again? 
What was his motto again? Just because you... He may not always look good, but he would always smell good. There you go. Until his dying day. All the way, all the way to good. the end. All the way to the end. Oh, that's yeah. so beautiful. That's so beautiful. So, so that's kind of um, how the smell helped me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess to go along with that, what role do you feel smelling and scent can play in happiness and in healing? Do you feel like people, I mean, I know with the, the work that I do, um, I try to promote that using your sense of smell, using sense as a way to help you heal, as a way for you to feel good, feel better, elevate your mood, you know, to, because yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. And there's a lot to be unhappy about, a lot to, to bring you down. And I think scent can be a really wonderful opportunity to, to lift you up. Would you agree? I, I agree. And twofold. Uh, if you look at things from aromatherapy, mm -hmm. where these scent molecules right, really have healing properties. Yes. Um, my, my wife is an is a essential oil whisperer. Okay. Um, yeah. Even, even when I was sick with COVID, like there were certain oils she would, you know, put in the humidifier um, or the diffuser. Yeah, it is. The diffuser. diffuser yeah, the diffuser. Right? Yeah. yeah. So there's that aspect of the healing properties of smell, but you also have the emotional, the, the memories, the, the happy places that fragrances can take you. Now, it's a double edged sword. Mm -hmm. There are smells that can evoke uh, bad memories and physical manifestations. And, and, and it's only with therapy can someone, you know, untrain and disassociate those bad memories with certain smells. It's why when, you know, we have an issue with a certain perfume material and it presents in a fragrance and is dominant, dominant in that fragrance, we go, oh, I don't like it. You know, and, yeah. and, and this is this is why I always say like our feelings about a fragrance has more to do with us than the fragrance itself. Very interesting. All right. So I want to just finish off. I ask all my guests three simple questions. Well, I think they're simple, but I'm sure <laughs> I gave them to you ahead of time. And I'm going to, um, oh, I think you've given them some thoughts. So I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Um, I'll start with the first one. So what's your favorite smell right now? Um, the smell of my mom cooking. Ah. Yes. Now, I am an excellent cook. I, I do all the cooking in my house. But, you know, there, there are certain things that my mom makes that, you know, when, when we have a get together and she put that pot on the stove and that aroma fills the house, it's just... Um, it brings back a lot of memories because those were the scents I grew up with in Trinidad. Yeah. So they're, they're very, very, very near and dear to me. So that's one of my favorite Are there particular smells. spices? You know. Or is it not so much that it's, it's a particular it's, smell? It's the, they're, they're not really specific spices to the island, but it's probably some, sometimes it's the technique, for example, oh. when we stew, when we stew meat and, you know, I don't eat meat anymore, but when we stew meat, we we put some sugar in a in a pot with oil. So there's a little bit of oil, and you put you know a tablespoon of sugar in there, and you let that sugar dissolve and then burn. Ah. And that burned sugar is what creates the browning for our stew meats. So when you have meat that's been seasoned, 
and you got this pot and it's and it's you know the sugar is now burning and you put that meat in there now you get the smell of the burnt sugar and all the spices you if you could bottle that smell <laughs> it, you're in for a, for a treat oh, i hope to smell that one day i'd love yeah. to smell that one day it sounds wonderful and, and because you know and delicious food is usually followed that you know that smell is usually followed by delicious food i can't help but love that smell yeah really great really great uh, do you have a favorite scent memory you can recall? My favorite scent memories are my dad coming home from work and, you know, just his his fragrance filling the house. Dad's home. You knew he yeah. was home before he walked in. Yeah. Or, or basically the scent led him, I would say. Yeah. I mean, even, even you know, he would go to work and do an entire shift. And, you know, my dad was a nurse as well. Yeah. Uh, both of my parents were nurses, actually. Um he would still come home and, and, and that smell, you know, whatever he was wearing at the time. And I don't know if I will be able to smell Coram or Jacar. I think mm -hmm. I'll have a really difficult time right now mm -hmm. smelling those fragrances because those were some of his signature scents. I hope one day you can go yeah. to them in comfort. Yeah. Yeah. And not in pain. So you just have yeah. to give it some time probably. Yeah. All right, so the last one, my favorite question. What would you say are five smells the best describe you? That's a really tough one. That, that's, that, that question really stopped me. Um, if I had to throw some things out there, just based on my taste, mm -hmm. florals. Okay, heady, particular? Heady, indolic, you know, jasmine, oh, yeah. tuberose. Um, I love rose. I love orange blossom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think those smells would reflect me. Yeah. I think animalic smells like oud and civet, castorium. I think those smells reflect uh, me. Um, I'm reminded suddenly of my my lady, and there are certain fragrances that she says, you know, that smells like something you would like. They're usually you know, heavy rose, oud, kind of, you know, Middle Eastern incense, heavy incense, smoky, dark smells. Sounds like passion I, to me, like, like. Well, it's funny you say passion. that. One of my first fragrances that I was ever given besides the, the brute was passion, Elizabeth Taylor's passion for men. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it was gifted to me at the age of like 17. And I told my family, I was like, from here on out, I only want perfumes for gifts. That's all I ever wanted. Interesting. Yeah. To this day? Well, no, nah, to this day, I, I, <laughs> I don't really like getting perfume gifts just because it's like, I do you a get lot so of many already. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, let me get something else. But um, so I think those are the fragrances that, that if I had to say, you know, reflect my my true essence <laughs> no pun intended yeah, yeah. <laughs> those would be some of the some of the fragrances that's wonderful well i get a little idea of who you are glenn a little bit closer yeah. that's right thank you so yeah. much thank well, you i guess i want to thank you for being here to, to finish off where can people find you let's make sure people can connect with you most definitely um my website it's it's actually uh mr cologne so it's m r c o L-O-G-N-E-7-6 
gmail.com. So Mr. Cologne 76 is because I was born in 1976. And I'm on Instagram, Mr. Cologne76. I'm on Twitter by the same name. I'm on YouTube by the same name. And on Facebook, it's spelled out Mr. Cologne. So it's M-R-C-O-L-O-G-N-E. And then 76 is spelled out on Facebook. Okay. So well, I'll put all those are... things in the show notes so people thank can link you. to them immediately. That'd be great. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today, Glenn. It's been, it's just a wonderful conversation talking about, for me, the main theme was feeling. I don't know if it was for you, but I, I found that there was a beautiful thread through your nursing and through your, your fragrance work that to me is very deep and connecting and, and full of feeling. Um, thank you for, for having me on. This was wonderful. I was, you know, a little nervous at first, but once I got to running my mouth, it felt really, really <laughs> at ease. So you're a great host. And, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me the theme that you, that you have felt. Um, I'm a sensitive person, you know, mm-hmm. for some people, I'm a giant in the fragrance community, but for those that get to know me, I'm, I'm really a sensitive person. And, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've always been that way. So it yeah, well, you're a caring, very me. caring person. So thank, thank you. you for being who you are. Thank, thank you, you for being you. Well, there you have it. A man who loves his fragrances and who took that passion and made it his life's work. I'm hoping that this conversation made you reflect a little bit about your passions. Are any of them aromatic by chance? Do you connect with a community that's passionate about fragrance or maybe about essential oils? Heck, maybe you're even passionate about cooking flavorful foods or drinking coffee or tea or wine or whiskey. I guess what I'm trying to say is that living an aromatic life can mean taking a passion for something that smells, that has an aroma, a flavor, a scent, and integrating it into your everyday life. You know, weaving it into the daily routine And because you're passionate about it, letting it bring you a little moments of joy. I think what's really great is to take that passion and joy beyond yourself and either creating a community or joining a community of like passionate people. Glenn can be that inspiration for you. He just always loved fragrances. He got curious, saw what others were doing with their passion. Remember he talked about the skateboarder and just went for it. Today, he has a community of over 35,000 people on Instagram alone. So go check out his page. He's at Mr. Cologne 76 on Instagram. I think you'll really enjoy the content he shares. His passion and feel for community really shines through. All right. With that said, I'd love to hear what you thought of the episode. Send me a voicemail. Let me know your thoughts. It's really easy to do. There's a link right in the show notes, which will take you to where you can leave me a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you. And remember, in the show notes, you can find all the information about where to get in touch with Glenn, including where to follow him on social media. Thank you for joining me on An Aromatic Life. If you're interested in learning more about your sense of smell from all different perspectives, subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends too. And it would be really helpful if you could rate the podcast so it helps others find it too. I also invite you to check out my website, falkaromatherapy.com, where you'll find information about workshops, courses, and other programs I offer. And make sure you grab my free audio training, How to Smell to Be Well, which you can download from my website. Until next time, 
Remember to smell everything and have a wonderful day.